Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Minnesota at New Orleans. The Vikings are favored by 3.5 on the road. Deal or no deal? I'll take the deal. I'm taking the deal as well. Saints seem to be missing something. The Cleveland Browns at our Atlanta Falcons. Browns favored by one at the Falcons. Deal or no deal? I'm taking the deal. I'm not. The Falcons, nobody's told the players you're supposed to tank it, guys. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States of America. Not just ball fans, because I know you're all enjoying this chat. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Live on the location in the Beach House. It's a brand new hour, brand new listeners. We had Aki with us last hour here at the Beach House and the Moose. Andrew, eight seasons Canadian Football Cup champion. We recapped NFL, CFL. A little later on this hour, Bernie Nichols will join us. Um, NHL great, the NHL ambassador for the betting company, Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. Recap the weekend in the NHL and look ahead of the regular season. But we got Coach Mike Kelly with us. You can see it. We're on the television in Winnipeg, Bell MTS Cable, Game Plus TV, Edmonton, Telesoptic TV. And Coach Kelly joins us. Uh, appreciate you, man. How far a drive is it down here? About, about an hour. That's not bad. I'll put you right, yeah, right up there. Yeah, about an hour. I was telling the viewers and Andrew, this was all your idea to pull this show together here today. <laughs> it was. I just I had made a comment to you, and you, you know, you said, "Hey, you need to come on." And I and I and I just thought, well, we've got Andrew right here. That's an eight-year CFL veteran. That's that's big time. He's very humble, but he was one of the. You want to talk about a guy in the classroom that just absorbed everything, and he he mentioned it here. He was dependable. He was always going to be there. And when he got out on the field, he was going to do what he was supposed to do. And those guys, you know, they get taken for granted. But he was he was a special guy, and I and we've kept in touch all these years. And that's what makes football so great. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I go back to Winnipeg, and my, my best friends up there are all guys that I coached in the '90s, and that's who I spend my time with in the summers. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, it, it, it's really what makes it special. So it was good to see him. Not that he needs any introduction, but again, uh, because it is our two, and it is all new listeners and viewers here. <sighs> Eagles. Offensive assistant, quarterbacks coach, front office, Redskins front office, CFL offensive coordinator with Edmonton and Winnipeg, head coach in Winnipeg. Now, this is going to be a fun, feel-good hour, but I want to say something about Coach Kelly. And you mentioned the media here, I think it was in the break, about Sammy Garza. They're all over him in Winnipeg. Yeah. The media in Canada, I'll say it, you don't have to vilified you. I'm sitting there over in Saskatchewan watching you on TV and these sound bites blowing up all the time. I'm like, what a jerk this guy is. We end up at a fundraiser, amateur football, right, in Winnipeg. Blackie. Blackie. Um, Dave Patrician, the sports doctor, your gal. I'm like, this is the best guy going. (laughs) The media man didn't do you any favors. Well, uh, one of my very closest friends is a university president here in the States, and he's always contended that... um, 
Uh, on my gravestone, it should have said, here lies Mike Kelly. He didn't suffer fools well. So, <laughs> Right? Not well, handled internally. We're not talking about it. Yeah, I mean, what, what more do you need to say? I didn't have to what say it. We eight, understand what don't about you get that? here? I, I said it eight times. Uh, but you know? you're, you're over that, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that, you know, <laughs> I, I still I love every opportunity that I've had. Um, I had way more good than bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was showing you this earlier. I, you know, I, I, I wear Winnipeg's coordinates on my wrist because the best things in my life have happened in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And, uh, and, and I'm never going to change my mind about that. Yeah, did I get cross-haired with, with some people that my dad used to say, be careful now because they have more ink than you have anger. And that's really what it came down to. Smart and, guy. You're yeah, dad. I should have lived. I wish he was still alive when I was the head coach. <laughs> but uh, but it, it is what it is. And um, I'm, I'm proud of what we did there in, in 09. We were building something really well. And I think if you'd asked any of those coaches that, that were there, we were starting to play really well. Mark Tressman came out publicly several times and said we were the team they did not want to play in the playoffs. And, um, but, you know, it takes time. It takes time to build things. And uh, that, that's my, I'm not going to use the word regret. I'm just sorry I didn't get more time to get it built the way we needed to build Oh, I completely understand. And I'm going to try to bring in some questions from our viewers. Like I said, we're running off uh, Wi-Fi. My bad. I didn't bring my booster that the manager, Thad, gave me, or we'd have had real strong Wi-Fi here. I can't get as many viewer comments in as I would like. But for those people watching in Winnipeg on Bell MTS Cable, or maybe they're listening to the podcast I'm very happy for them. I said that last hour because they went through the worst of the worst. 30 years in between Grey Cups, right? Mm-hmm. And to yep. me, Mike, the difference seems to be Wade Miller. And you tell me whether I'm wrong or if I've misread that. But something changed. Yep. What was it? Well, you know, one, Wade has a real good pulse of the city of Winnipeg. You know, he, you know, he, he played for the Bisons. Um, I actually drafted him. I was the director of Canadian player personnel, drafted him. Uh, he was one of the most outstanding Canadian special teams players, you know, during his era. Um, uh, and then he became a really successful businessman and he's tied in with the right people and he's shown patience. You know, if you look, you could probably find, they were starting to get antsy with Mike O'Shea after yeah, well, a couple I, years. Was that their and, one in four? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, early in his, in his career. And I actually put out on, you know, social media, let this guy be. Because, uh, you know, I also knew Mike when he was getting drafted into the league, and I, I followed him. And Mike has a terrific disposition. And, and he, he understands players. I haven't uh, seen that side of him, but... Uh, you know, he, uh, for, as a coach, as a coach saying, you yeah. know, I, I think he's, he, he really understands the player. And, and, and that's where they're getting huge benefit. Now, I'm also going to go to Danny McManus and, and Ted Gavaya, you know, who's, who are finding these players for him. Uh, they actually, people don't know this, but those two guys used to, my last head coaching job was at Widener University in, in Philadelphia, the home of Billy White Shoes Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to hold tr- open tryouts at Widener for the Blue Bombers. And, and, to, and, and, you know, of course, I, I coach Danny, and I've gotten to be good friends with Ted. And, and I, I just think they have something that's really good right now. And, and there comes times with organizations uh, that the blend just works. And I think they've got the blend there right now. Let me ask you this, because the balance of our viewers are in Saskatchewan, or the majority, that wouldn't surprise you. 
uh, what are you seeing out of the green and white? Because you can imagine the immense pressure when you're hosting a Grey Cup. There were a lot of people felt that the, going into the season they didn't have the roster to do it, and now they're six and nine. They're not looking too good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's a tough question because I'm not tied right in there with it. Um, I don't think uh, you, you know, need to be. What are you seeing? Uh, well, what? Uh, boy, um, you know, I'm trying to be safe here, but um, I, I, I've read a lot of the comments from their quarterback, and I'm, I'm not sure that, that that locker room is cohesive right now. And you got to have a locker room that believes in each other. Uh, you know, Andrew was just talking about how Ricky Ray was so even keel all the time. And, you know, Ricky Ray and, and Matt Dunnigan are on are polar opposites yeah. as to their leadership abilities, right? But for each one of them, it works. Different ways, yeah. And, and, and I think you have to have that guy in the locker room that somehow, some way, gets everybody to pull together because Andrew and I were talking about this a little while ago in that the best teams that I've ever been with have been disciplined from within if you got a coach that's got to be bringing the hammer down all the time you're not going to be very successful you got to have a team that disciplines their own locker room and uh, you know and again I'm not in their locker room I'm just you know kind of spitballing it here but that's what I'm seeing right now is that the, 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 the cohesiveness maybe isn't there but again I, I shouldn't even be saying that because I'm not in their locker room I've lost know. 8 of 10 games that's all I'm saying yeah and when you get in there your team gets into a funk and people start either pointing fingers at each other or they just throw their hands up and, and you gotta have somebody in that locker room that says enough is enough and, and kind of puts their foot in the ground and says, guys, we got talent in here. We got to figure out how to get this done. And and that would be my initial thought just from years of coaching. Nothing specifically at the the Rough Riders. So if Winnipeg's the best team, and they are, like 13 and 2, well, I think. Well, they got the best quarterback. If you got the best quarterback, you're going to be the best team. NFL's you... the same? Oh, yeah. Yeah, any league. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. That's why they get the most money. That's exactly right, and and you know and and uh, uh, you know look at look at BC when they had the, the young kid. Playing. Nobody could touch him. No, no, they were they were on fire. Now they're not quite the same. Okay, you know? so answer me this, please, Coach Kelly. Neil McAvoy, whom you know, came on this show a few weeks ago, and um, Nathan Rourke has a year left on his deal. And I'm hearing from the football people all down here that Rourke's going to be in the NFL next year. And I'm like, well, you can't. He's under contract. Right. And Neil says, if they want him, they'll get him. How would they do that? Well, BC would have to release him from his contract. Why would they? I have no idea. I don't know why. To be good guys? Yeah. I, I don't care about being a good guy. I want to win, <laughs> you know. Right. And and you know, like you know, we had players, and it was a different era, you know, when I was in Winnipeg and Cal Murphy was running things, and we actually sold the rights of Jerron Bolden to the Atlanta Falcons, you know. But those days are over with. Um, so you know, I, I I don't know why I'd re- I wouldn't release him. There's I just wouldn't, you know. And and and. Um, um, you know, but he's under contract. You sign the contract, go through, the, you know, go through it, play, and then we'll discuss it from there on. All the football guys at all levels are telling me he's NFL ready. Nathan Rourke, right now. Yeah, yeah. Did you go in with that? I, I, I haven't studied him enough. I, I did watch him play at Ohio University because of all, you know, I played college football in Ohio. I coached in Ohio and, um, uh, so I, you know, I've watched him play. He certainly has skill sets 
that looked like it had transitioned over to the game. Um, but again, who's he going with? What system are they going to put him sure. in? You know, what players do they have around him? There's all those factors that come in. Uh, the, the, you know, yes, you have to have a good quarterback, but you got to give him some tools too. And um, you know, if, if he's going to some team that that uh, that can't appreciate some of the things that he can do and incorporate an offense to take advantage of that. Uh, and, and from my experience in the NFL, they're very rigid. This is what we run. This is how we do it. And <clears throat> there was very little adaptation to skill sets of specific players. And, um, and I always found that perplexing. CFL's not that way, right? Well, I, you know, again, the CFL game looks completely different to me from what I was taught. You know, um, uh, to me, the CFL game right now is bastardized NFL nickel football. Um, uh, You know, Cal Murphy and Urban Bowman taught me the game. Um, I was coaching against Don Matthews, uh, Ron Lancaster, Don Southern, you know, real Adam Rita, uh, you know, real ingrained CFL style of play and um, and and I don't I don't really see a lot of the concepts and uh, philosophies that I was taught um, you know in the game right now uh, I, I you know I, I see very limited blocking schemes um, you know I watched a, you know early in August it was uh, however many years it's been since Fred Reed ran for 260 yards against BC when I was the head coach uh, in Winnipeg and I'm watching those clips and I'm like holy smokes look at the diversity of our run game here we had linemen pulling fullbacks coming back the other way you know the the jet sweep going on there was real diversity there and I don't know if I see the same diversity Diversity anymore? Why do you think that is? Are guys trying to prove they could coach in the NFL or something? I, or I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they maybe they don't feel like they have the time to teach things. But, Very possible. You know. Um, <clears throat> you know. Uh, you know. When 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 we were really running things well in Winnipeg, you know the. Um, uh, we understood how to throw hots. We understood how to sight adjust routes, uh, read coverages, and adapt. I actually had an, an interview one time with an NFL offensive coordinator, and uh, they had me up on the on the easel, and I'm going through stuff. And uh, so I drew out a I drew out a scheme, and I said, "All right, now if it's if it's coverage A, our read will be one, two, three. But if it rotates to coverage B, our read will go from 2-3-1. And that fast, he said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're going to change your read because of the coverage rotation? I said, well, yeah, absolutely. How else? And he goes, no, we're just going to read 1, 2, and 3, and that's it. And, and I was just like, well, I'm wasting my time here. This guy doesn't even know how to throw the ball. And he ended up being a head coach for one year in the NFL. Um, but, you know, so he's got his, his payout that he doesn't ever have to do anything again. And I, I, to me, he didn't, I didn't think he knew if the ball was pumped or stuffed. But, you know, it, it's just I, I don't know if they put in that same type of and, – and I don't think the college kids have the same – base that the players did back years ago either to actually learn some of these things it's just it's just a different game it's changed you know and and it is that what happens. it is yeah, yeah it happens and my so, business has changed as well right? yeah you know yeah, and, and and look it's still entertaining you, you still sure. got people in the stands they love the game i just look at it differently because my my lens is different 
We're going to take a break. I'm going to check the messages. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here at the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. We can talk some NFL next with Coach Kelly. Continue down the CFL road, whatever you would like. And Bernie Nichols coming up as well. I should remind you, next Tuesday, October 11th, we'll be doing an NHL preview show the last Tuesday before the regular season, and we will have guests from the Florida Panthers here at the Beach House. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio on your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Landmark Cinema's Extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. There aren't many places more beautiful than South Florida, I'm going to tell you that. And we're live at the Beach House here in Pompano. If you are in the area, stop in and ask for Thad. He's the manager. He always treats us so great. He's going to buy Mike lunch here today. (laughs) And and me too, if I'm lucky. Mike Kelly is with us. Coach Mike Kelly. I always call him Coach because that's what he is. And I mentioned I'll turn the viewers loose on you, Mike. They're easier than the media. Oh, oh, oh good. (laughs) They're easier than the media. And I'll get to yours, Smitty, in a second. Um, Somebody said, Randy in Winnipeg says, can you talk about coaching the Eagles with Andy Reid? There's a lot of questions. I can't find it, but you know what I'm talking about. No, you know, um, see, I had gotten to know Andy uh, through our San Francisco State connections, and I used to actually drive to Green Bay from Winnipeg. And how far is that? Uh, Eleven hours, and uh, and would spend you know three four days um, you know talking football with him and, and really getting honed in on on a lot of concepts. And uh, Andy is extremely organized. That is his whole deal. Uh, you don't need a, a watch or a calendar to know what day it is and what time you should be doing something once you get into the routine. Um, but he. He works you now, and um, uh, but uh, doesn't want to leave any stones unturned. You might write reports for weeks on end that nobody ever looks at, but then if they ask a question, you better have an answer for them. And uh, I, I used to describe it as uh, every coach was a puzzle piece, and if something wasn't working, you knew which puzzle piece to go to uh, to get it figured out. And uh, so it, that, that was a really good experience for me. I learned a lot from him uh, also in terms of 
personnel and when to start thinking about trading guys and the return you can get on certain trades. Um, so, uh, and, uh, you know, Andy hides his personality. You're seeing more glimpses of it as he's gotten older, um, but he's really kept himself withdrawn uh, uh, publicly. Um, but he's uh, he's certainly a good guy to, to be around. Um, uh, certainly would like to you know show up at the office at two o'clock in the morning. You're still in there doing everything you got to do. And hey, let's go downstairs and make a Sunday. You know. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll yeah. tell you a story. I uh, I went to training camp uh, in I think it was 2002, and uh, I'm six foot one, and I, I weighed at the time 192. And so they, they, they gave us these tennis shorts with the latch and the button and the whole thing. They were very nice to wear at practice, right? So in February of 2003, we're coaching in the Pro Bowl, and they give us new clothes for the Pro Bowl, and they give me the same size. I'd put on 30 pounds. I was 222 pounds by the end of that season because I was eating to, and stay, no time to, work out. to stay awake. Yeah, and no time to work out, none at all. You know, and and um, I mean, I would uh, Andy. I drew up all the offensive schemes uh, on the computer. Would have things ready. You know, uh, PowerPoint presentations for Brad Childress, the whole deal. And uh, I would get that information um, on, uh, if I remember correctly, now on Tuesday nights at about six o'clock at night after we all had dinner, and it was all just typed out and stapled together, sheets of paper. Then I had to go in and start drawing it all out against the coverages we'd see, the fronts and all that. And I would work all the way through the night so that all that was ready for an 8.30 meeting with the offense. So I worked all the way through. Then you'd have that whole day of work, and then you're doing things that night, and I would go to bed at about midnight, 1 o'clock, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, after being at the office at 5.30 Tuesday. And I did that for 23 straight weeks. And, um, you know, it, it, it took a toll on my family life. That's, the, that's what the NFL really did, was take a toll. And Andy just, he, he lives in the office. He's just there all the time, and he's completely and totally committed to it, and there's nobody that, that cares about it more than Andy Reid. Uh, from Craig Smith, our director of scouting, you know Smitty? Yep, very well. Mike, who was your mentor, or who influenced you offensively the most? Uh, that's a good question, but really, um, I personally believe when I first started coaching football, um, uh, my very first year as a college coach uh, was with a guy named Denny Crehan, who ended up coaching CFL, in, yeah. in the CFL, and his son also Casey. coached in Casey. Yep, yeah. right. Casey was in kindergarten when I was coaching with Denny, and we ran the wing T, and I think every single offensive coach should have at least one year in the wing tee because it's really going to teach you the philosophy of, of blocking schemes, of how to attack a defense, and is really a structured, discipline offense. But if I was going to say that there was uh, one coach that I will always consider as my biggest mentor, it's going to be Cal Murphy. Cal... That you've brought him up like 20 times today. Cal... Uh, <laughs> just I casually. Just, well, you know, Cal... Yeah. Cal and my dad were very similar. And um, uh, I, I look back on it now, and I appreciate so much. You know, I was with him for five straight years. There aren't a whole lot of guys that spent that much time with him. I was offered other positions while I was with Cal, and I turned him down because I, I felt like I was in a good spot with him. 
and uh, and uh, you know they called him the dinosaur and all that, and you know he was younger than what I am right now. <laughs> and uh, um, but uh, you know he <laughs> didn't seem like no, it. he no, seemed it, old. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but I, he had such an influence on me, and took the time for me to just sit in his office and discuss things. And it not it wasn't only just offensive football; it was how to run a club. And, you know, what he was doing budget-wise and contracts. And he taught me all of that stuff. And I actually was able to use a lot of that because when I left Winnipeg the first time, I became the head coach at Valdosta State in Georgia. Well, that's a partial scholarship sport. So I took a lot of Cal's uh, ideas about how to handle a budget, and I put it into the scholarship offerings. And we were able to, you know, I, I got to the point where I had 95 guys on the team, and everybody was at least getting their books paid for. And so, you know, now everybody feels like, okay, I'm getting taken care of here rather than 50 of your guys getting scholarship money and the other 45 are like, you know, what's going on here? I didn't want that. I wanted everything Mm -hmm. to be, you know, everybody felt like they were in it. So I, I I learned everything from Cal, really. What is your take on the Tua situation? I thought Andrew Nowacki answered it. As well as he could last hour, the eight-year CFL or Eskimo Great Cup champion about Tua. We sit here and we wait for him to come out of concussion protocol and see how he right. is. Is there? We know who the victim is. Is there a villain? Uh, you know, that's that. That's a tough thing. People want to villainize people, yeah. but but look, you've got the medical staff there. Okay, if they make the determination and and tell the head coach this guy's okay to play. And, you, and, and Andrew hit it on the head when he said, look, every player plays with something. There's always yeah. something going on. I mean, I, I, I played games in college where everything was green. I used to keep smelling salts on ammonia tablets in my wristband. So when I was in the huddle, I could come to a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get all that. Um, but if, if you have your medical people coming to you on the sideline and saying, this guy can play, and the player's saying, I'm good, what are you going to do? You got the people telling you that they're okay. You put them in the game. That's just it, the way it is. And it's so easy to then come back and say, oh, you should have done this or you should have done that. That's their best player. He's saying he's okay to play. The, the medical staff cleared him to play. That's everything that the coach has to work with. Now, look, I, I'm, I'm – deep into this because so I asked <laughs> well, look Matt Dunnigan and, and yeah. is a guy I absolutely love and Matt and I have never hidden how strong our relationship is and when he got that last concussion the first time I called him after he was concussed I hung up the phone and I cried because he was struggling to put sentences together and that was when he knew I'm done. They, they, you know, and I think Matt's said it publicly before. It felt like the candle got blown out. And, um, and, and so my perspective on all that has, has changed completely because we used to just play through it. It, it was just what you did. You know, you, you know my, my college roommate was a defensive back. He used to say, well, if my head's not ringing, I didn't hit him hard enough. That was the philosophy back in the 70s when we were playing. And it carried on for well, a number and, of years. And by the way, and yeah, you talk about how the game's changed. What about the pressure to win? You mentioned you were let go without the chance to build things. The Dolphins probably won't win without Tua. No. So how no. can you blame Mike McDaniel for wanting to have Tua play? 
Hey, Especially if, if he's told that he's okay to play. Mike McDaniel, from everything that I've been able to see, is a cerebral guy. You know, you look at him, you're saying, that's not a football player. He's just, he's, he's just a he's smart a scientist. Yeah, he's a smart guy that yeah. figured it out, right? Um, but <laughs> but uh, um, really and truly, if he's given the information from the people that, are, that, that he trusts, that are, that are, and he's supposed to heed what they say, then I can't see where they can put it on him. I just don't. Some people are trying. But Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg watching says, I remember Coach Kelly playing basketball in charity games at my school. I hope he's still got game. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm a little bit older now, but that used to be so much fun. And that's one of the things that I think, it's a good point here. I, I loved doing that. I absolutely loved it. And we had a hockey team. You know, now you got Gorell and Walby out there with blades on. They're both about seven feet tall now. And, <laughs> you know, with, with, with their skates on. And, um, you know, they had made me the honorary, um, you know, hockey, hockey coach. And, and I still think is. So, you know, but I went to everything. That's what pulled the community together is playing, you know, having that, that basketball team, having that hockey team, going out to all these smaller communities and engaging. And I don't see the, the league doing that anymore, and it's a shame. Uh, you're preaching to the choir, brother. Uh, David in Winnipeg says, Coach Kelly, Ed Tate, and Darren Cameron, those are bomber staffers, folks, have a podcast called Handled Internally. Yep, and they use, and they use my That's intro. What it says. It's, they do? it's my intro. I, I'm, Hang I, on. I, Have you had a chance to see what it's all about? You should get on there. It's amazing. Okay, yeah. No, I, 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 I've listened. I, I was shocked when, when it was coming on, and it's me <laughs> introducing the show. And I'm like, where's my royalties? You know? You might want to talk to them. You know, I get a ha-ha every time I send something to them. <laughs> but it, that's me introducing that show. And, uh, you know, and again, you know, there were people that made up T-shirts that said Mike oh, yeah. Kelly fan club, you know, handled internally. I'm not, you know, that's all fun. It, it, I don't know, you know where it got sidetracked. It really was fun. And, and now here we are years later, we can laugh about it. Um, but it's stuff people remember. And, and I'm know, all about that stuff. It, yeah. That's why we're sitting here today yeah. together. We see it the same way. Uh, Dan in Saskatoon, former Sask and Ottawa offensive coordinator, Paul Christ fired as coach at Wisconsin this weekend as varied a coaching resume as Coach Kelly. Surely there will be rumors of him to the CFL. A little too expensive. It seems like these teams are quick to fire, especially college this year. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, here's a guy, I I think Paul's overall record is somewhere like 67 and 29 and he's gone to the Rose Bowl won a bowl game two years ago yeah, yeah. you know and, and and Wisconsin was always you know sometimes things just happen and it gets away from you a little bit all right and, and I'll use myself as an example my last head coaching job I was 31 and 13 over the first four years my fifth year I went four and six and got fired Okay, um, and, and so uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. You got to let people work through things. It's not going to be, you know, cherries and cream every single year. It's just not. Um, be, certain players get get injured. Um, it, you know, maybe the, a change in the coaching staff didn't work out quite the way you hoped it would. There's all these different factors, and and, and that's why you know Winnipeg ought to just enjoy this ride right now because it's yeah. going to turn. It, it, always it always turns. Does. You know. Um, and, and 
so uh, uh, yeah, I, I, shoot, Paul. I think they just paid Paul sixteen million dollars. So he's I don't, th- okay. I don't think that he's going to be going. Oh, geez, I, I, I got to get to the CFL. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, guys, do we have uh, Bernie Nichols in yet? Oh, we do. Okay. Coach, I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate you coming down here. Next one's on me. Well, I'll go up you got to it. where you are. Yeah. Stewart, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nice okay. little beach town. We'll do out. the show up there. You got a place for us? Oh, I'll find a place. Yeah, yeah there's no problem there. Yeah. Okay. NFL, CFL veteran, Coach Mike Kelly joining us at the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. When we come back, some NHL talk with the great Bernie Nichols. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's been a lot of ball today, a lot of football. We're going to switch gears because they do play hockey down here. A lot, as a matter of fact, not just the National Hockey League. We welcome in the Bet Regal NHL ambassador, Bernie Nichols. And I got a story for Bernie coming up here in a second that has to do with the great Jerry Buss. In the NHL on Sunday in preseason play, by the way, Minnesota beat Chicago 3-0. The Islanders down the Flyers 2-1. And it was the LA Kings over the Anaheim Ducks 2-1, if it matters. I'm going to bring Bernie Nichols in now, if we got him, guys. There he is. Hey, Bernie. Good to see your smiling face. Happy Fine, New Year. Doing? Good as a new NHL like season is upon there. us. I love it, too. I love you. Well, listen, I'll start with it right now. <laughs> I was hanging out with a guy last weekend that's good friends with Jerry Buss, and I told him that you, Bernie Nichols, is on my show a lot, and he says, Bernie Nichols, very well thought of around Los Angeles. Jerry Buss loved that guy. You say hi to Bernie for us here in South, all of, from his friends in South Florida. Bernie, what were you that well thought of in L.A. and the Jerry Buss family, man? What can you say about that? You know what was funny is, and I love Jerry too, right? Um, Jerry was my first owner, and uh, Jerry was kind of a gambler. He, he loved playing cards. I had some friends at the racetrack, some jockeys, and... Uh, they knew I was going to the track, betting a little bit. So I started getting phone calls from Jerry asking for tips from the jockeys that I was getting. So here's your owner of your hockey team, and he's asking me for horse tips. Uh, so that's kind of a little different, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Jerry, Jerry treated me really well. It, it, was, it was good. Well, no wonder uh, that he liked you. Yes, and it's also no wonder the story came up. I was at the Gulfstream racetrack here in Fort Lauderdale. Well, that story <laughs> came up, Bernie, from those guys. So there's the connection. Listen, I'm trying to follow the NHL preseason because I love the game. But the, guy, the guys don't seem to be trying that hard to me. And I'm asking you, how much stock do you put in what's going on this fall in NHL preseason games? Yeah, it's really hard for hard for the older players. Uh, you're just kind of there, trying to get your bearings back, get your feet wet, so to speak, and 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 just try to get in the groove, right? Like the older players don't play as many games as the younger kids do, and and I think it's more for the younger guys, for the owners and the um, managers and coaches to kind of get a feel for what they got. Uh, they know what we had, the older players. So it's such a long season, it's tough to put any stock in a, a training 
am game for your older players. Yeah, so I guess, I, you know, kid. sure. Well, I'm looking, I think that's what they're doing. I mean, I went to the Panthers and the Hurricanes here last week, and not everybody was trying. Some guys were trying, but not everybody was. And I just wondered, in your, in, even in your time, if it's changed that much over the years. These guys just didn't seem to be putting in the effort. Yeah, and they're not. Uh, like I said, it's more evaluations for the younger kids. Uh, they're, they're obviously giving it all they got. They, they feel they have an opportunity to make the team, and they're going to do the best they can. Uh, I remember with us, when you're in New York, I remember playing New York. Our exhibition games were with Flyers, the Islanders. So all the young kids did was fight. Uh, Vancouver and L.A., you know, you play these guys 12 times a year, including exhibition, and, you know, it, it's tough. It's a lot of tough fights and brawls, people trying to make the team. So it, it's it's different now. There's not as much of that, but still, it's just more of an evaluation for the young kids and the older players know they just got to get through training camp healthy and uh, ready to go for the season. Sure, that's what they're obviously looking for. Uh, there's three, six, eight preseason games tonight. Leafs are at Montreal. The Canucks are at Edmonton. Calgary's home to Seattle. So you know in those markets, the fans are going to be very excited. And the games are drawing great crowds because it's the NHL and it's Canada. But i got to ask you about the Leafs. So Kyle Dupas doesn't get an extension. And he says, I don't deserve one. What have I done? Right? Let's see where we... Like, how do you feel about the Leafs going into this season when they don't even know who their goalie's going to be on opening night? Well, I think... Um, I think they know who their goalie's going to be. I don't think it's an upgrade from last year. Uh, you know, he's been hurt quite a bit. Played great in Pittsburgh. Uh, won two cups there, I think. Uh, he hasn't played as well since he's left. But I think that has a lot to do with the defense. Pittsburgh played such great defense. Uh, Ottawa didn't. Toronto will, uh, but just probably not as good as Pittsburgh did. So, you know, as far as the coach goes, I think he has to say that. I know he's going to be terribly disappointed they didn't extend him. Uh, you know, my thought was they were the second best team in that whole side last year. Unfortunately for them, they played the wrong team. If they don't play them till the finals or semifinals, they make it there. So uh, he does deserve it. He's done really well with that team. So I don't agree with what he said. And I honestly don't think he agrees with what he said either. He does, he feels he deserves an extension and, and he should get one. He did build, has built a very good team for sure. Allie's watching in Texarkana, Texas. She's a Dallas Stars fan. She says, I'm here for all of the hockey talk. Randy in Winnipeg says, hey, Bernie, what are your thoughts on your great 70-goal, 150-point season and great start to the next season and then being traded at the All-Star break? You must have been shocked. What do you remember about that, Bernie? Yeah, I was absolutely shocked. Um... The year I scored 70 goals, I just signed a brand new contract. Uh, I wanted to buy a house in L.A., and Bruce McNall, our owner, said, you know, absolutely, we'll never trade you. And uh, three months later at the All-Star game, uh, it was funny, I'm, I'm walking after the skills competition, Mike Vernon seen me, and he says, I heard you were just traded. I said, what the hell are you talking about? I, I was not traded. And then I went <laughs> to see Bruce McNall, and... Sure enough, I was traded to New York. So uh, for me, 
Probably the most devastating part about that is, is, and I've told this before, I, I got to play with Gretz for a year and a half. I, I don't, I, I just couldn't imagine what it'd be like to play with him for four, five, six years, you know? So that was, that was the most disappointing part uh, of the trade. Uh, but I guess if you got any players you could go to when you get traded, New York was, was pretty good. Speaking of that, uh, the Rangers had that surprising run last year. Our viewers have brought up, Bernie, they love you, by the way, that you nailed pretty much every series on the way who was going to win, even how many games it was going to go. What do you see out of the Rangers this year? Do you feel like that was kind of a, not a one and done, but they're going to be equal or better? Or what do you see out of them this year? Well, I think they're going to be better. Um, they have arguably one of the greatest goalies there is in the league. And the thing with them, Pittsburgh had his, had their number. And I, I think if Sid had to played uh, and not could hurt, I, I think Pitt would have beat them. But after that, the goalie really settled down. They got great coaching. Uh, they have a one of the best defensemen in the league, Fox. So they have a, a really good team again. They're going to be um, they're going to be one of the best teams in in the East for sure. Well, uh, Gerard Gallant is a great guy. I'm very happy for them, and uh, it's obviously a great hockey market. I'm going to end this by asking you what I ask all my hockey guys: Who is the best team right now? You can say Colorado if you want, but who's the best team going into the regular season? Well, I've always said until you uh, beat the defending Stanley Cup champs, they're still the champs. So, um, and I, I, I do still feel that they're uh, still the best team. Um, and that's without probably the key position of all in great goaltending. So uh, I know they did get a goalie this year, so um, he should help them as well. But they could arguably be one of the best players in the league. They absolutely have the best defenseman in the league. So uh, my opinion still is Colorado. Bernie Nichols says the Colorado Avalanche. Well, we're just over a week away from the start of the NHL regular season. We'll start finding out for real. Bernie goes by real fast. Always good to see you again. Glad to be teammate with Bet Regal. And uh, let's do it again soon. Thanks, Rod. Looking forward to it. Our official betting partner is Bet Regal. Their NHL ambassador is the great Bernie Nichols. 1,127 NHL games, 1,209 NHL points. I might add 1,292 penalty minutes, too. I don't remember that side of Bernie's game. But it's on the I'm internet. It's got to be true. Yeah. We'll be right back with viewer takeover and a sports update. You've all been waiting to talk all day and ask your questions. We'll do it next. It's the RP Show live from the beautiful beach house in Pompano Beach, Florida, the home of Lamar Jackson. Not the beach house, but Pompano. You're watching on YouTube Live, Game Plus Television Network, your favorite podcast platform, and your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, RP Show continues. It's viewer takeover, the final segment of a very fun day here live from the Beach House in Pompano. 
Do we have a poll question update, guys? Did anybody think? Oh, yeah. I didn't see it on YouTube. Did anybody throw it on Twitter? The guys talked about the poll question being the top team in the NFL. Uh, Can you guys give me the results of that for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center? That would be just Jim Dandy. I'll get to that sports update as promised in a moment. 33% say the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. Isn't that something? And don't mind me. I'm looking around. There are pigeons walking around on my, around the floor, around my feed here. Thank you guys for throwing that up. Their nickname is Tina. They call the pigeons here Tina. Do you see them flying around? Uh, If it's not geckos, it's pigs. Get out of here. Regarding junior hockey, this was came in on Friday. <laughs> I bristled a little bit when I said that junior hockey was my guilty pleasure and some people didn't like it. Kevin in St. Albert, Alberta, I want to throw this out there. He says, hi, Rod. You shouldn't feel guilty of loving junior hockey was what I was trying to get across. So what if the majority of listeners don't like it? Somehow I had a brain fart in communicating what I wanted to communicate. The game, by the way, was entertaining. He went to the Pats and the Oil Kings, which the Pats won, by the way, and Connor Bedard scored the winner. He says, I support junior hockey too. Keep up the good work. From Kevin in St. Albert, Alberta, clearly watching on Game Plus Television. From Stephen in North Dakota, he says, greetings and hallucinations. From Sunny Deslocks, North Dakota. Is the Riders backing into the playoff? The definition of state fair football? He says, change the playoff structure. They're never going to do it. Just like the NFL's not going to change theirs. I should turn this camera around and show you this pigeon that's walking right down the table at me right now. CFL's never going to change it. Um, Riders don't have to feel guilty for backing into the playoffs at all, especially if they run the table and go to the Grey Cup and shoot, what if they win it? They never, nobody's ever going to care at all how they got in. But they got a lot of work to do in the next three weeks, right? Regarding Andrew Nowacki being with us in our one eight-year Edmonton Eskimo Grey Cup champion, Larry in Medicine Hat says, I was cheering for the hapless Edmonton Elks when it suddenly dawned on me Edmonton would only be two points behind the Riders. Go Alouette! Les Alouette! While they won the game, Montreal 25-18 and officially eliminated Chris Jones and the Elks from playoff contention. By the way, this is what I don't understand. That's why I think I like Chris Jones, because everybody's trying to vilify him, just like everybody likes to vilify Mike Kelly and everybody likes to vilify me. I don't understand why everybody's laughing at Chris Jones. (laughs) That they set the pro football record for consecutive home losses at 15 games. He's only responsible for half of that. Or is it less than half of that? You You Back to La Police inheriting the train wreck in Winnipeg. Jones walks in there after having won a Grey Cup when he left and inherits this, an empty stadium, the worst team in the league, and you're going to put his photo on it and put this on him? 
that's just people being people, and I hope it doesn't bother Jones. I think that's why all of us get along so well. Because I get them, and they get me. Sports update. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Baltimore tonight with a chance to lock up home field advantage in the first round of the MLB playoffs. If Toronto beats the Orioles and Seattle loses to Detroit, the Blue Jays will lock up the top wildcard seed in the American League. The home team hosts all games in the best of three wildcard series starting Friday. And what I love about that is haven't been able to watch the Blue Jays on Sportsnet here in the stretch run, but at least I know on American television I'll be able to watch them because they'll carry all the playoff games. History could be made tonight in Texas. Yankee slugger Aaron Judge is one home run away from breaking the American League single-season record. Judge tied it, of course, 61 last Wednesday in Toronto. Tonight's game between the Yankees and Rangers is the opener of a four-game season-ending series. The San Francisco 49ers can get back to the 500 mark with a home win over the L.A. Rams tonight in the NFL Monday. The Niners are 1-2 and two on the young campaign. Rams 2-1. and one. There are five NBA preseason games tonight. The Raptors are in our idol. Boston Bruins right winger Taylor Hall is going on the injured list with an undisclosed upper body issue. The former Hart Trophy winner as the NHL's MVP is considered week-to-week. Taylor was hurt in Saturday's 4-0 preseason win over the Philadelphia Flyers. There are seven games on Monday night's NHL preseason slate. The Montreal Canadiens host the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Vancouver Canucks are in Edmonton, and the Calgary Flames are home to Seattle. How about this? The Kraken have opened the preseason with four straight wins. What do they get for that? Tell me. I'll wait. Last minute of play in the RP show. That's what everybody's talking about. The Kraken are 4 0 in the preseason. I, what do they get? I'll wait. Tell me. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room in the heart of the Dudney Strip. For the Tap Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store, where you'll never have to ask to have the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I would tell you who's on tomorrow, but I forgot. I want. Oh, thank you. Jeff Patterson and Nick Alberta. A couple of media guys joining us to talk some NHL. <laughs> Randy in Winnipeg says, Rod, are you going to hit the beach for volleyball court later? Uh, that's a hard no, bro. Going to go chillax for the rest of the day. Thanks to Bernie Nichols, Mike Kelly, Andrew Nowacki. Wonderful crew putting it all together. Thanks to you for tuning in. See you tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head yes. to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. I like it. Approved. Sold. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.